0: Welcome to the Career Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Orlando Haynes, and here is where we provide actionable advice for your career and life. Stay tuned, lock in, let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Career Talks Podcast. As always, each and every week, we're bringing you phenomenal guests with amazing content to impact your career. So I'm super excited about tonight. But before we get started, go ahead and tune in and say hello. Actually, let us know where you're coming in from. Uh, But this episode is sponsored by The Career Accelerator Planner. It is a planner designed for you, the corporate professional, so you can document and track your wins, your performance, your value in corporate America. So when it comes time for you to talk about career transitions or needing your resume updated or performance review, you have your documented worth all in, uh, all, all in one place. So you can sh- run over to my profile, see the link. You can download a copy there uh, and then start tracking your wins. So let's make sure we do that. But folks, go ahead and tune in, say hello. Uh, Today is going to be super cool because the hot topic is about job search, especially what's what's going on now. And I have an amazing career coach. Uh, She is the CEO and founder of The Career Diet. Want to know where you get that name from? I love that. Uh, She has recently relocated. I won't say where we'll we'll keep that a secret, (laughs) but let me have. Uh, and bring on the amazing Anna Bolivia to the stage. How are you?
1: Hello, hello. I'm doing really well. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. I feel like a celebrity right now. This is really cool. (laughs) But
0: that's because you are. So you feel it because you are. So I watched your content. I shared before we jumped online. Amazing content you share both on IG and uh, LinkedIn. So for folks that are coming in, you absolutely want to follow Anna and check in. So I appreciate it. So Um, share with folks more about what you do, who you are in your business.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I am a career coach and the founder of The Career Diet, and I help ambitious professionals just like yourselves, because I know that if you're here, if you're tuning in, you definitely are an ambitious professional. I help you to discover what your dream job is and help you to land it without the overwhelm that you typically would experience in your job search and without submitting hundreds of online applications.
0: Now that you hit a, you hit a button there (laughs) because by day I'm a recruiter. So we look for those applications and that's, but that's what we want, right? We don't want folks to over apply and do too much Mm. in that process. Um, But let me first ask you, where did you get the career diet? Where did that, where did that name come from?
1: You know, I wish I had a, A great story for it but um, really it was during the pandemic where I started the brand and it was really early during the pandemic and I was just stuck at home and I was thinking of a name and uh, it was right before I was uh, about to go and meet a friend for a walk and I really had okay I have two minutes I'm just gonna do it I'm just gonna start an Instagram account and I was really just putting together a bunch of words I'm like oh this this sounds like something that can work. And then I went on Google to make sure it's not used anywhere else. i was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I registered the account. And that was it. I really had no, there was no deep meaning and planning behind it. I just threw a bunch of words together. And that's, that's really the story. And I actually really like it. <laughs> it seems to be a really a memorable, memorable name. And uh, it sounds like people like it as well. So we're rolling. Yeah.
0: Well, that's cool. It it works. It definitely works. So you said you started this two years ago, the IG account?
1: Um, It's it's been now two, two and a half.
0: Wow. So for folks who who do not follow Anna, go ahead and go to the career diet on IG. Uh, Just in two years, she masked over, you know, has one hundred thousand followers. So that just stamps the, you know, the the value you're bringing uh, to that platform in your career coaching. Uh, So that's phenomenal. That's that's tough to do. that's (laughs) really tough to do so hats off to you on that that's awesome that was
1: definitely a wild. it has been a wild ride and really honestly that day I remember that day really well when I started that account I had zero plans to what I wanted for this to look like I had no idea that I would do this Mm -hmm. (laughs) full-time two years later I would be doing this full-time and I would have the business that I have today and I would have Hundreds of people in over thirty countries just make mind-blowing career moves. I had no idea where this would take me. So, um, yeah, I'm um, I'm very excited.
0: I love it. So, with that, uh, you can see you're beaming and smiling about the the achievement. So, congrats again to you. Let's let's talk about your journey um, yourself and when it comes to landing that green job. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay, well, where to begin? Um, I'll just do a a quick like few, 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 few bits uh, about myself, because it's, it's definitely not your usual story. So I actually used to be an international student in Canada. And that's kind of how my journey started. And just like a lot of people in the beginning of their career, I was Really lost, and I was applying for everything and anything that I could see. And I remember seeing my peers um, at school landing those big jobs, the kind of jobs that I wanted, <laughs> and thinking, wait, but I'm doing really well in school. Why am I not getting those kind of jobs? Mm-hmm. So I actually didn't land the job that I thought I would in the beginning and I just had to settle for the job that I could get just like a lot of people. And I, for years in the beginning of my career, I felt like I failed. I thought this is it, (laughs) this is it for me. I just didn't get that big job and that's it. I am a failure Um, and fast forward to really, and we can kind of dive deep into uh, kind of how that happened, but uh, fast forward to really a few years later, i was able to really turn my career around and i went from from being an international student and really settling for any job that i could get to being headhunted for six-figure jobs uh to being able to change my careers actually twice i went from accounting to consumer goods to then recruitment all without taking a pay cut or starting from the bottom I made a move across the country, also without starting from the bottom, and uh, taking a pay cut. And I also, on top of that, made the career career change with that move. I oh gosh, so many things here. I also um, have recruited for hundreds of roles with the top employers in Canada. So I really have learned the insider. <laughs> all the insider scoop uh, on what's going on and how employers hire. And I also have built my career really mostly in sales. So mm. on all of those industries, I was still focused on sales. And I was really paid to navigate at the end of my corporate career. Uh, I was paid to navigate the hidden job market and with the hiring managers And, uh, you know, try to get their business and then recruit for them. So uh, that was really an interesting experience. And that's actually something that I now teach to, to my students, how they can navigate the hidden job market. And then I really took what I learned in my own career, changing industries and getting from, you know, not hearing back to being headhunted for six-figure jobs, taking that experience and then taking the the knowledge that I gained working in the recruitment industry and that led to my latest pivot to now entrepreneurship and um, now I have coached over 500 people from over 30 countries to land their dream jobs and get paid increases to up to you know, 55k uh, so that's kind of in a, in a in a quick overview of of uh, of my journey.
0: So so, the, the, so much to, uh, <laughs> to unpack with that, <laughs> with that quick journey. So
1: that's why I Phenomenal. always do just do the highlights because there is yep. definitely a lot um, a lot that has happened in really the last the last twelve years. <laughs>
0: Love it. So with that, um, the folks are going to be like, okay, how? What's the how? How did you do that? Anna? how did you transition? Not only um, career, but it sounds like you also transition industry and function mm-hmm. uh, and maintain, which is really that's tough to do. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Um, that's tough to do and maintain the salary. Right. Yeah. Um, so some folks are like, no, it's easy, but it, it's not as easy as you think. Most employers were like, well, no, you don't have the experience. So you start here. But you, you've you been able to maintain that. So what were some of the things you started to um, to track and document around wow this has worked wow this is worked. Mm-hmm. what was that that process for you
1: yeah there there are definitely a few things here but number one that I would start with and that's something that I always teach my students as well the number one thing for me was networking and mm-hmm. again as someone who was an international student someone who is an introvert and someone who Back when I graduated university, I think my English wasn't even that great at that point. So to me, this concept of and they told us at school that you need to network, but I had no idea what that was. I had no idea what the word networking really meant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it was it was it was scary, and it was something I didn't know how to do. And that first job that I mentioned that I took that I just needed to take to to pay the bills. That I thought when I took it that I was a failure. That was a job with CPA, so Chartered Professional Accountants. So that's the professional accounting designation. Um, we we have those all around the world, really. Um, and my job was to meet with the hiring managers at the big four accountancy firms, learn how they hire, and then I would travel all across the province. I lived in Vancouver at that point, so British Columbia, and I would travel all across British Columbia and go to universities, schools, and teach people how they can get get jobs at those big four firms. And what I learned from sitting down, and I'm not exaggerating with managing partners at, say, Deloitte or KPMG, Mm -hmm. and they would tell me what they were looking for and how they would hire. And it actually blew my mind because they had hundreds of people apply every single year for those CPA roles, and they would only hire a dozen and what I learned was that it wasn't really the resume that they were looking at. It wasn't the mm-hmm. grades. It wasn't the the degree that they were looking at. It was just too hard to differentiate at that point. Exactly, like, especially when you're just starting your career, it was just too hard and just too many people. So what they would do is throughout the year, they would meet with people. So they would have, the most proactive candidates reach out to them, reach out to those teams, those hiring managers, even partners and mm. coffees with them. So by the time they were ready to recruit, and that would always start in September, they would have a list before applications even opened. They had a list of people they knew they were going to interview already. They would still look at the applications that came in, but they already had a list. And that's when I realized, ha, huh, Okay, so they have a list. So how do I get on that list in general how like on on the big picture list, how do mm-hmm. I have that candidate who gets on the list? And that's when I really started to to learn to to network for myself, not just for my job and having that as my job really helped because I would sit down with all of these corporate you know executives and talk to them. So that's how I knew okay, I can actually do this I can, have that conversation but now how I do do I do that for myself for my own career and really learning the skill wasn't something again that came easy for me or that happened quickly but over time I learned how to book those meetings I learned how to get introductions and how to really even lead that meeting and I think mm-hmm. that's a skill that people forget I actually was just having lunch with uh someone today and he said that in the beginning of his career he would like his parents actually helped him send those those kind of chats and he thought that when I would show up people would just give me a job (laughs) and um if you ever try to have any of those you know that it's not really how it happens You need to lead that meeting in a way that the person in front of you a likes you (laughs) um B, is um, compelled to help you. So that really took me personally, hundreds of those meetings to learn what questions to ask, how um, how to lead the meeting, how to frame it by the end so that an hour later, they really like me and they really want to help me. And that really led to just insane results i'll i'll kind of um sh- share a story and i've shared this on social media because it's still it still blows my mind so i was still working at cpa and i decided that i wanted to move across the country that i wanted to move over to toronto and that you know what i'm done with accounting i want to do uh, i want to do something else And I took a week off work (laughs) and I booked my flight to Toronto and I met people that entire week. And actually that's something that I planned for about three to four months leading up to it. I was on LinkedIn every single day, reaching out to people and telling them that I'm going to Toronto. These are the dates I need to meet with you (laughs) and I need to ask you questions. And I booked Two to three meetings every single day so it felt like the entire day i was working when i was in toronto because i went from one meeting to another to another and those conversations right then and there i was landing interviews especially wow. when i mentioned that hey i'm from vancouver and i'm just visiting and i'm moving to the city and this is i'm meeting with you because this is what i'm exploring these are the questions that i have and what would happen people would tell me hey you know what we would actually we were considering bringing in someone for this type of role and I think it would be a really good fit let me go back and talk to my team and we'll go from there and then I would tell them okay but just and that was 2016 so that was before the zoom era Mm -hmm. so (laughs) everything was done in person by the way now you don't even have to do the trip you can do that over zoom but it was before the zoom era so i would tell them hey but i'm only in toronto for the next four days so how about we interview right now like in the next Mm -hmm. four days?" and i went in for interviews in those in that same week and that just really i remember that blew my mind i'm like wait am i actually doing this this is happening this is working um so that really was my big like aha moment okay i've seen other people do this i've heard from employers that that's how they find candidates and when I started landing interviews that way I was like oh my gosh I think I think I'm onto something and because I was seeing results really instantly Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, and again instantly in a way that it, it took me four months to book those 12 meetings but in those in that one week I was landing interviews so it felt like it was it was fast. I was on a high. <laughs> uh because it wasn't I didn't apply for a single job. Oh wow. In, in that week I got three interviews. And some of those jobs, two of those three jobs, they didn't have the job. They just talked about it as a team that we need to bring someone in for this type of role, but they haven't done anything for it. They never created a job description. They never posted it anywhere because they are not, they weren't at that point yet because everyone's busy. We all know that in the corporate world, if you're ever hired for any role, it's a big undertaking. It's it's a lot of resources. So I learned that, oh, if you have a great candidate come to you and you love them, you snatch them. You don't wait. And you don't, and also it helps the employer. And that's what now I teach my students. You're helping the employer by doing that because now they have you right in front of them. They don't have to go through all of this effort of posting the job, going through the the applications and um, interviewing two dozen people to narrow down to five and all of those steps. So that was really one of the biggest moments for me in really learning, okay, this is how you This is how you land interviews across the country in a different industry, in a different function. And no one even, I don't, I'm trying to remember, I don't think they even asked for my resume.
0: No, that's, that's something that's rarely seen for sure. Especially if one, congratulations on that because you took the initiative and like you said, two or three of them didn't even have the roles, but you, so you just did the research and said, hey, these are great companies I'm going mm-hmm. to reach out to. Now, were these with recruiters or hiring managers or um, a, a mix of the two?
1: Great question. So um, and that's actually a question that I get a lot from the job seekers as well, because mm-hmm. there is this kind of idea floating around that. Well, if I'm job searching, I need to reach out to recruiters. Mm-hmm. And as someone who was in recruitment for a few years, It can be very helpful because recruiters do have a lot of knowledge around different roles that are open now that are potentially coming out, coming out in the next couple of months. And they would know knowledge about different teams. But with that in mind, they're not on that team unless you're going into recruitment. They're not on that team. So it's just a little bit different. So you can still learn from recruiters. And I have reached out to recruiters. But my goal was always to meet with people who have the power to hire me. So it's either the hiring managers or someone above the hiring manager. And by the way, this is a side note. What I've learned from doing this, (laughs) like hundreds of these reach outs and dozens and dozens and dozens of these kind of meetings and then doing this for a living as part of my job as well, I learned that the more senior someone is, the more likely they are to respond. And this is, again, I've never like tracked it, but it just always feels this way, that the more senior someone is, the more likely they are to respond. And my theory is that they just don't actually get a lot of those right reach outs because everyone's too scary. But then oftentimes, and I feel like I might offend someone, but oftentimes they actually have, potentially more time than someone yeah, yeah. Who, is, who is a little bit kind of mid-level um, in, in their in their corporate career so oftentimes they they want to do this they're they're craving for this I remember actually one of those contacts that I made in Toronto she was a director level and I remember meeting with her and she told me and it's still like it stuck with me she said you know what I thought when I became a director, that people, that finally, this is my time. People are going to be reaching out to me and I'm going to be doing what I used to do myself, like reach mm-hmm. out and go for coffees. She's like, nothing. No one was reaching out to me. And she's like, I was so happy you reached out because finally someone saw me. <laughs> so my That's friends, you see, if you see someone's uh, someone's profile, it's like director level, VP, like, no, 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 this is too scary. This is what's going to happen because everyone's too scared to reach out to them. So for me, it was, I was always focused on the hiring manager, someone who is high up. And I would always also reach out to people who were in the type of roles that I was considering. If I was considering a career change, Mm -hmm. um, which again, I've done a couple of times, I would always look at people who are in my roles with the, because I always approach those meetings from the point of learning. I'm there to learn about what you do what your company does what it really looks like like if you have the kind of job that i want i you bet i want to talk to you because i want to learn exactly what you do on a daily basis who you work oh. with who the projects are who your clients are what, what time you finish what time you start <laughs> those are big conversations and questions, questions to ask and conversations to have. Um, so those are the three that I would focus on. Again, you can definitely reach out to a recruiter, but my what I what I preach is you're still reaching out to learn. Every time you're reaching out, you're reaching out to ask questions, to learn about them and what they do, and start building that connection. You're not reaching out to get a job, you're reaching out to learn. And when that's your your mindset. It releases a lot of pressure
0: uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: because if you learn something, one thing about the industry, the company, the team, the manager, that's a success, right? That conversation is a success. So it releases a lot of pressure. And I found that with my coaching students, once they learn this, this mindset shift, like, oh yeah, okay. That releases a lot of pressure from that meeting. So you're actually going in with the idea of, okay, this is the most interesting person in the world. What do I want to learn from them? Um so you can still learn absolutely from recruiters, but you need to go into that meeting and reach out to book the meeting from a perspective of what can I learn from them?
0: Love it. So, folks that are watching, um, uh, I need confirmation because this information is super valuable. If you can please just drop in the chat, you know, love it, love it, love it. Just just Drop that in there for Anna. Uh, someone that says uh, don't see your can't see your name, but it says wow, that's amazing. I love to do that and skip about four to five weeks in interviews. Yeah, it's definitely a process now, folks. Obviously, with the with the current market. And Then I want to bring back up uh, Selmar, who said uh, great to hear. It's uh, about similar uh, similarities between your journey and his. So listening keenly, appreciate you, sir. Uh, so with that, so much to unpack. You dropped a ton of nuggets. <laughs> I want to jump back to. Uh, to where it says you talked about leading the meeting because I Mm -hmm. don't think people caught that or job seekers do that now, uh, which is super crucial uh, because they'll go and almost turn it into an interview and they'll be like, yeah, this, I'm not the decision maker or yeah, you got to go through this process versus going to learn. So uh, you started to go into it. What are some, some of the keen, Uh, Tips and questions, how Mm -hmm. you started to go into that you asked the way you're leading it. Like, Mm -hmm. educate the folks on how to lead that conversation if you're whoever you're talking to in that business to learn. Mm -hmm.
1: This is honestly, this is one of my favorite topics. Um, And um, this is something that I actually learned really working in sales how to have that first meeting Mm -hmm. and how to lead that first meeting so that they like you, and they, in the future, want to work with you. Mm -hmm. So I want you to guys think about, I'm sure you guys have all gotten at some point in your career, those messages, those sales emails that you get in your your inbox. Someone is trying to sell you something, some sort of software, or you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I used to get those in my work email all the time. And now that I run my own business, I get those every single day. And it's always this cold message. And they're saying, hi, Anna, or hi, Orlando. Here's what we have. Here's what we do for you. This is the solution that we have. Let's book a meeting. And I never look at those, and I just delete those. And I'm sure all of you do the same. And that is because it is just really unsolicited, right? And then if you ever do book a meeting with them, what is that meeting about? They're telling you about how great their software or their product is. Right. And that is just not like the, the rule of thumb in sales is that it's not about you and your product yet. Right. It's about the person who is in front of you. And the way I approach networking meetings is, again, what uh, my, my manager actually in sales taught me. And it's all about the person in front of you. It's about you asking them questions. That's how you lead a meeting. And 90% of your networking meeting, your networking conversation, should be another person talking, not you. Mm. So you ask a question and you let the person in front of you, you let them share. Because remember, we reach out to them to learn about what they do, what the company is like, what the role is like, what the industry is like, etc. cetera. Right. We reach out to them to learn. So let them share so that you can learn. Right. And sometimes speaking of leading the meeting, right, sometimes they would ask you questions back. Right. And I remember again, I remember my my manager in sales teaching me this and saying that answer the question, give them a sentence or two and then bring it back to them and ask another question. So you're still it's still a conversation like you're you're a normal human being. So you're answering their question, but you don't want to take up that airtime. And here's why, my friends, because you want to by by giving them the space and time to share Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is how they're going to like you. Because people do sales with people they like, people hire people they like. If you guys um, read, remember Dale Carnegie's How to, How to uh, Make Friends Inf- and Influence People? Influence People, people. yep. <laughs> in the very, I think it's the first or second chapter, he talks about, in a party, he talks about this girl who uh, didn't have the beautiful dresses and she felt like she wasn't being noticed. But then someone told her, just talk to people about them. And she became like the most popular girl in the group. So it's it's really human psychology. By giving people space and time to share, what happens is they want to reciprocate because you just gave them 45 minutes to talk about themselves. They want to give back to you and they want to do something for you. That's how at the very end, this, this, this topic of, okay, how can they now help you? Yeah. Comes up. So leading and networking meeting is just that. It's coming in with questions. And I always, and again, the way I used to do it, I don't do that anymore, but that's how I used to do it. Because again, an international student speaking English as a foreign language, I was so scared in the beginning that I would forget like English, that I would forget what to say. And I would forget my words that I wouldn't just do like bullet points of what I wanted to ask, which is what I would do now. But I would write out the whole sentence, and I would put it in, in the order mm-hmm. when I wanted to ask those questions and I would memorize them. Because if I'm sitting in front of someone, I don't want to have a notebook in front of me. So I would just memorize everything because I was so terrified. So I don't do that anymore. And I've had hundreds of those meetings. So I know how to do it. But I still, to this day, I would still think about the questions that I want to ask someone. Because, because my friends, you don't want to ask questions that you can easily Google the answer to.
0: Right. Wow.
1: Because you don't want to waste someone's time. Right. If you're asking them, what was your career like? Like if it's on LinkedIn, (laughs) with very specific questions. Yeah. Right. It's not that you just want to learn about their career path. No, 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 no. That's on LinkedIn, my friends. Come in with very specific questions. Okay, I saw that you went from accounting to consumer goods, Anna. How did you do that? Because I want to make the same move. Right. That's a very different question from tell me about your, your experience. Right. So that's, that's, that's a big one that I think a lot of people miss is really just coming in with generic questions versus, okay, what is it that I actually want to learn from this person? And how do I make sure that I do all of my research ahead of time and the questions that I ask are really going to be valuable and not something that is easily found online?
0: I love that. I love that. So with additional tools, we you can make that a workshop on its own, just the networking piece in the strategy you just, uh, you just shared, which is phenomenal. And I think folks t- will, they struggle because the, the process has changed. The career economic, uh, economy has changed. Like you said, with the zoom now, um, everything remotely, things like that. People tend to forget the in-person opportunities, but even in your transition, uh, like you said, if you're going to visit a city that you're potentially looking to move to, um, you can still set a Zoom meeting in the, once you're physically there or try to get a, an in person. So, But I love the strategy about leading uh, the conversation. I think folks miss that. That is so key, um, and that can make a world of difference, like you said. Like, wow, I like Anna. You know, I thought this was going to be another pick your brain or just, you know – Oh my gosh,
1: please, to... my friends, don't ever message <laughs> I just want to pick your brain. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to get very specific as to why you're reaching out and what you want to pick the brain about. Mm. Um, so get really specific.
0: I love that. What are some additional strategies they can tack on to that, right? So again, the way I think, you can run with that alone, and I think that can produce mm-hmm. some, um, some additional uh, value and turnaround time for, for people. That, that's a standout move. Absolutely. It's a Absolutely. separator. Mm-hmm. What are some additional things that they can add to that in parallel uh, to get them into a higher standing or, you know, visual with an employer to make them say, hey, he or she mm-hmm. is the candidate we need to be, you know, securing in our organization? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, something that I also have experienced myself and I now teach my students is getting complete clarity on what is it that you're looking for. hmm. Because when you're clear on what your next step is, and what is it that you're looking for, then your messaging, whether it is your LinkedIn profile, whether it is your resume, whether it is you showing up in those networking meetings, whether it is you in an interview, your messaging becomes very targeted, because now you can, you can choose the experiences that you have had, the skills that you have developed, the stories that you have to share, and you can pick and choose and really highlight the ones that are applicable mm-hmm. <laughs> to your next step. So that's really was so key in me transitioning because I would only, I would craft my story so that it makes sense with my next move. But if I'm if I'm going towards completely different roles and industries at the same time, it's really hard to do that. So getting that, that clarity is, is key. And I think a lot of people miss that because what tends to happen, and I've seen that just hundreds of times at this point, that you're kind of unhappy with where you are. So what you do is you go on LinkedIn or any other job board, and you start looking at what's post what's posted, right? And you're just kind of looking for inspiration. You're just looking at, okay, well, what's, What is it that i'm gonna like here what is it that okay well this looks interesting maybe i'll apply and what tends to happen here and i'm sure most a lot of people would recognize themselves you only get interviews for jobs that are already similar to what you're doing now Mm -hmm. and the jobs that are different that in your head you're like okay well that's kind of cool that's different but maybe that's what i want to do you don't get interviews for right so because that, that, that transition, that story, right, is not there yet. Right. So it's not clear to me. First of all, it's not clear to me why you're applying for this job. Second, having, and it actually goes back to, to your network, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because now this is really how you're when, you, when you're, when you're crafting that story, it's so much easier to do that when you have that support and when you have those resources from the people on the inside, like imagine people advocating for you to get the interview. Um, so that really is, that's kind of the ne- the next key component I would say is getting clarity on what your next step is before my friends, <laughs> before you, you start applying for anything.
0: And that's, um, and I always like when that point uh, comes up because I think a lot of folks will search and pivot out of fear, especially if Mm -hmm. you're talking about a layoff. But if they're transitioning from one career to another, they still have employment. uh, They can take a little more time. Sometimes we'll pivot out of fear because it's like, okay, reality kicks in. You got bills coming in, you know, food, car payment, home, rent, mortgage, whatever it is. You're like, I just need something comparable to what I was making Mm -hmm. Um, and not really, like you said, dissecting um is this what i really want mm-hmm. i think now we're with the with the pandemic and what's going on we really need to be more prepared in case the layoff happens again and again and then really start uh positioning ourselves to like really gain some super super clarity um, so mm-hmm. i love that piece there um what what is one or two things that you think folks can after this broadcast or so they listen to the replay implement immediately to take action on aside from the networking. Cause I can, I love that so much, but what are some additional items that you can share Anna that they can like, you know what? I'm doing that tomorrow. <laughs> and then they can give you the, uh, send you the testimonies. Like it worked, it worked.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'll do one actually that's, that's network related because mm-hmm. I feel like unless you act on it right away, yeah, you will continue to put that off and I'll give another one that's that's not network related so we'll start with the one that's not network related and that is creating a vision for your life mm-hmm. a year from now so I'm not going to give you 5 years 10 years that seems too far and maybe too complex i want you to do that for a year from now when you just sit down grab a cup of coffee tea your drink of choice Get cozy so you are in the in the right mindset. And create a vision for what you want your life to look like a year from now. And I'll give you a few prompts here. Think about what you want your morning to look like. Are you getting up and getting ready to go somewhere? Or are you in your comfy clothes and you're going to your home office? If you're going somewhere, where are you going? What does that building look like? Is it a cool loft startup vibe or is it a tall building downtown, right? So think about what that looks like. Then think about what your day at work, what does that look like, right? So are you meeting to meeting? Are you, if, if those are meetings, are they internal or are they external, right? Are they with the people on your team or are they with clients? Are they in the office or are you going to a cool spot for lunch to meet with a client? Right. So really break it down what you do during the day and then break down what you do after work. Right. Is it you spending time with your family? Is it you going to work out? Is it you making a nice dinner? So I really want you to break it down step by step by step. So that like speaking, going back to getting clarity on what is it that you want. Right. So it starts with you creating the vision. For your life and breaking it down really to simple, simple tasks and simple just daily things. What does that look like? And that will help you to understand if you're moving in the right direction. Right. So now that you'll be job searching next and you're looking at a job and then you're looking at your vision and you're thinking, wait, so the job is fully in office, but my vision is to be flexible and work out of a hammock in Mexico. Wait a second, this doesn't really work here, right? And this is a simple example, but it can be, you know, I want to be just focused on my task and I don't want to be to be doing a lot of meetings, but your the job that you're looking at has you traveling and meeting with clients, right? So it's really getting clarity on what you're what you want your life to look like first and then making sure that your next career move supports that so that's your your first step and for this one I'll I'll say you'll probably need maybe 30 40 minutes but again make sure that you're in the right mindset because you need to be kind of good good vibes going uh, so do it on a weekend um and another one that you can do right now uh, as i said I'll do uh, I'll do a networking one Think of someone in your life Mm -hmm. who you can reach out to, to learn. It can be a family member, a cousin, an uncle. It can be someone you used to work with. It can be your former manager. It can be your neighbor. I've met Mm -hmm. clients for work. (laughs) They were just my neighbors. We just started chatting. Um, it can be someone you've chatted before the gym. Hey, but what, what, curious, what do you do? Oh, you work for Pro- Procter & Gamble? Oh, what do you know? Would love to learn about that, right? Is there someone in your life you can learn from? And I challenge you to meet them for a conversation. And I actually will challenge you to do that in person. Mm. Meet them for coffee, buy them that coffee. That's that's a rule of thumb. Buy them that coffee and get curious. Like going into that meeting, get curious. This is the most interesting person in the world. So that you get into the habit of doing this. So that you start developing that skill. And when you're doing that with someone you already know, it's going to be easier. There's going to be less pressure, less nerves. So that when you need to do that, when you're ready to do that with people you don't know right it's it's going to be a very different experience and it will be easier and speaking of um you know layoffs and whether that has happened for you or it's something that's that's top of mind that's the number one thing that you can do for yourself to recession proof yourself is because you cannot lay layoff proof yourself (laughs) that's just the reality you can Unless you're maybe in a union, you can lose your job at any day. That's just a reality. Um, So it's not really something to worry about because that can happen. (laughs) But to recession-proof yourself is to have a network of people that you can call if something happens. A network of people that you can lean on. So, again, it's something that we typically start to do when. Something hits the fan. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna say
1: the word, um, right? When we lose the job, or when we're when we're job hunting, right? But if you do that just just a bit of a bit ahead of time, you're gonna have a much easier time navigating that change, or that uncertainty, uncertainty or um, or even layoff.
0: I think that's so crucial too with the, the keeping the network warm versus, oh my God, I'm in a dire situation, I'm reaching out, it's been six months, it's been a year, it's been a year and a half to like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: um, I'm not sure if I really wanna put my name out there or mm-hmm. yeah, or I'll submit your resume, but there's not much more I can do because I don't know what you're doing right now and what's transpired. So the, the connection to be an advocate for you um, is not as strong if you kept a warm network uh, so they can support you and saying hey anna does this she's she's worked here she's been in recruiting she's led teams etc etc um so yes i stamp for approval i put my neck out because i know she's an executor because she kept a a warm network i think that's super crucial people kind of will yes. reach out last minute like, warm oh, network out.
1: Right. i just have a student send me a former students send me a message and say that She met with a hiring manager eight months ago at her dream company. They weren't hiring for the job that she was looking for. And, but that's the dream company. So that's what she did. She she met with people there and she kept in touch with the hiring manager that she wanted to work with. And guess what? Two weeks ago, she got an offer with that hiring manager. So they had an opening and he reached out to her. They still, they posted the job and they had hundreds of people apply for it. But she was the one who got the job because oh. she met with them eight months prior, and she maintained that connection. Now it's 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 keeping it warm, and another one is keeping it diverse. Oh, because good. if there is anything we we'll learned from the pandemic, <laughs> is that your industry can be disrupted tomorrow. Like everyone who learned it, who learned, who worked in in the travel industry in 2020, and if everyone you know is in the travel industry and then the pandemic happens and you lose your job, who are you going to call? Right? And my friends, there are always always ways to transition and jobs and industries that are going to be thriving. The one example that I always give is when the pandemic started, I was in sales. My job was to call hiring managers and meet with them and find business, but no one was hiring like everything. Everything stopped because everyone thought that the world was going to end, right? My job was to call people and to meet with them. No one was picking up the phone. i was sitting at home because we started working from home and thinking, well, what the heck do I do with myself? This is like, what do I do for, for, for work now? This is crazy. But I, and I remember thinking, okay, I guess like, that's just what salespeople feel like these days. But now I look back and I think, well, if you were a salesperson at Zoom back then, you are thriving,
0: yeah.
1: Right. So there are always, even if a big disruption happens, even if a recession happens, there are always going to be jobs and industries and functions that you can transition to.
0: Love it, love it, love it, love it. Do you? What's your uh, your signature program where you're you're helping folks?
1: Mm-hmm. It's my uh, my coaching program, the Star Canada program, where I teach you really step by step how to discover what your dream job is. And that's always a really fun process. And sometimes uncomfortable because we, we dive deep and we'll look at your life view and your values and what's important to you. Those, those are sometimes big questions and sometimes they can be a little bit challenging and uncomfortable to to kind of to look at. And uh, then how to land that job and how to do that in a fun and exciting way where you feel like you're on a high um, because you're, you're meeting these people and they're these strangers that you met two days ago are helping you, advocating for you. So how to land that, that dream job that you have narrowed down for yourself, how to land that without the overwhelm and do it with ease and excitement.
0: But I would, I would agree in saying, uh, and let me know your thoughts. Don't you think we need to be peeling back that onion more so versus the surface again transition movement to try to find the next opportunity, but really peel back the layers Mm -hmm. and dive as deep like it's almost a therapeutic therapy session, right? Like you're on the career diet couch wondering, you know, yeah, I just want to go here. I just want to be a marketing special or marketing director. And then you come in and be like, is that really what you want? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things like we're, and that's what that used to be my my answer for years. Like, I want to grow into a manager role and mm-hmm. I want to lead a team. And I had no idea why I would even say that or what that would look like for me. Is just something that I thought was expected of me. Right. And I think we just we just tend to do that. And now that I know what. I know like, I don't want to manage people. Uh, so it really k- comes down to you learning about yourself and what is it that you enjoy doing? What is it that you don't enjoy doing? What is it that, and when I say enjoy doing it, really, you, you need to go as deep as like your, your daily tasks at work. What is it that you're doing? um and it comes down to what is it that you're you're good at what is it that is your priority now in the next five years because that will also change right And mm-hmm. So that your dream job and i think that comes as a shock to a lot of people when i talk about this that your dream job will also change what your dream yeah. job is for the next three years is going to be different from what it will be 10 years from now because yeah. you will be a different person Right, your priorities will be different, and uh, I think that's something that we were never really taught how to do. Nope. Uh, I, I I mean, I, I went to I went to business school, and it was really all about the prestige, I think, <laughs> and going for for big companies. And I was a good student, so I needed to go for the biggest company and the hardest company to get into. So that's how I thought. That's how I saw success.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: but now knowing what what i know it's what 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 is your definition of success right like that's that's a that's a big question to to ask yourself in kind of when you're peeling those those layers and looking as i always say looking inward
0: Mm -hmm. and i love that because um on on a previous podcast i I shared that i think for the most part, we look for things or we look for a career that feeds us versus a career that fulfills us. Um, Again, it's the quick, hey, um, I've had, you know, I have this level of experience. I want to keep it going, transition, keep the income, keep the lifestyle. And then you're really not truly, truly, truly happy. And I think that's a, that's an ongoing search and evolution we all have to have to find for sure. Um, I
1: always always tell my students when this comes up, like, well, what if you can have both? What All if right. you can have something that you genuinely love to do and that makes you feel good about what you do, that you're proud of, and something that pays well? And I think a lot of people get stuck here like, whoa, 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 whoa.
0: whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, that's a unicorn. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, share with us your personal journey uh, in that space there. And the question is really you uh, you went from an employee to an um, entrepreneur. Uh, in a short span, and mm-hmm. we just talked about it on air that you've made a relocation and kind of this was something you thought about doing. So share with the folks how this can be a reality because you have mm-hmm. a living testimony.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I am actually now in Mexico. I don't know if you can hear, but there is the
0: yeah. yeah. You, can hear you, <laughs> you hear about it, like, actually,
1: yeah. Oh my gosh! I, was awesome. like, I hope I hope that with the mic you couldn't hear it. That you would
0: nope, like. It's perfect. <laughs>
1: But here you go. So now you know I actually am in Mexico, and that's really the reality. Sometimes I'm just working away or I'm filming something and boom, there is just music next door. Um, so I decided to make this seasonal really move to to Mexico. I, I normally live in Canada and I'm really struggling with winters in Canada. But the reason this is important when we talk about and the music, I feel like is getting getting louder. But I think the reason it's important to talk about this when we talk about careers, when I was doing the inward look work, I knew and that was maybe 2017 2018. I knew that my one of the top values is freedom Mm. and flexibility. And I, you know, I grew up in Russia. So I have family in Russia, I have family on the other coast in the US. And just visiting my family would take a couple of weeks out of my life every single year and i love to travel and i just felt like there was not enough freedom and flexibility in a full-time job so i knew that because that is one of my top values i'm going to build my career in a way that it allows me to have that freedom and to have that flexibility to work from anywhere and again that was 2017 when i was having those thoughts no one I feel like back then (laughs) had this concept that, oh, you can work from anywhere. So I think things have changed since then, which is really good to see. But it really, and that's what my students and I work on all the time. It really goes back to the vision for the life that you have. And the vision goes hand in hand with the inward look work and really narrowing it down to what is it that you value for your life and then building a career in a way that supports that lifestyle that you want, that life that you want. And that even, you know, time, time, time schedule. Is that, is that a word?
0: <laughs> <is> tonight, yeah.
1: <laughs> schedule, right? Because yep. I want to have that, that flexibility to mm-hmm. move to a different country and work, work from a different country for a few months, a year. And yeah. I want to have the means to do that, but it came from, setting that as a goal and a vision and then doing the the back work to to now build a business that would support that, the business that would support that.
0: That's incredible. So uh, I want folks to make sure they know where they can reach you because this conversation has been awesome. And we're coming up to the hour. And I want to be mindful of your time there because uh, you just moved. So you got to get <laughs> you got to get everything situated. Uh, share with folks where they can follow you, connect with you, reach out to you and, you know, start start the journey mm-hmm. of landing their, their dream job.
1: Um, the career diets, either LinkedIn or Instagram are probably the best uh, destinations for you, Uh, if you want to kind of see the, um, the behind the scenes of uh, what I work on with my students, and even my own life, like moving to Mexico, that's definitely Instagram. And there is, um, there's just a little bit easier, I find on Instagram to connect on a bit of a more personal level. Uh, But again, I'm also very active on LinkedIn, and uh, you can connect with me either Either or.
0: Love it. And uh, I always ask this question uh, to my guests as the final question. What's your motivator? Uh, what gets you going every day to do what you do?
1: Mm. That's a good question. And I think for myself, and I, it's actually something that came up for me recently, kind of realizing this, it's I've always been on my own. I left my parents house when I was 16 and I've been on my own since I was 16 and then moving to, to Canada and doing that on my own. I just never had an option of moving back with my parents or relying on my family. Um, So, but at the same time, I have big dreams and I have a vision for what I want my life to look like. So for me, the biggest motivator is that vision, and knowing that I am the only person in charge here who can, who can make this vision happen. Um, so that's that's why really every single day, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a step towards towards my vision and my dream life and dream lifestyle. Um, and I think that would be probably the answer for this, but it's a good love question.
0: It. I would yeah, love to great. see
1: this and then kind of reflect on this a little bit more.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Good. That's why I ask it. That's why I ask it. So, Anna, I appreciate you so much for responding, uh, accepting the call to come on to the podcast and share your amazing advice and your personal story and journey. Um, Any last parting motivating words you want to just share with the folks uh, as we uh, come to a close?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, my friends, here here is something that I love to share with, with my students, and it's that you are in control. You have the power to create the life that you want, to build the kind of career that you want. So if that's having the job that you love, that you enjoy, and being paid really well, you have the power to do that. It's all in your hands, and it's not in the, it's not in the employer's hands. It's in your hands and you have more power as a, as a job seeker than you realize that you do because they want you like, that's the reality. They're looking for you. They're looking for what you have to offer. They're praying and hoping that they're going to find you. They're going to hire you. (laughs) That really is the reality. So um, that's something that I, I encourage you to take that power back from the employers as a, as a job seeker to realize, Hey, they need me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that those are kind of my, my last final, final few bits.
0: Love it. Love it. So uh, folks, again, uh, I can't say enough. Definitely follow Anna both on IG and LinkedIn. Any questions you have, drop them in the notes. Uh, You can tag Anna or tag myself and I'm sure she'll be happy to field Uh, those questions. But make sure if you're struggling, you're looking for that, get into her program. um, This way you too can, you know, land that dream job. So I'm gonna close this out with a quick video and a hold on one second. uh, And we'll see you next time, folks.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.